and welcome back to On Track Tips. My name is Jason Weiser, and you're listening to Get On Track, Stay On Track, and we're helping your small business one expert at a time. And this week, our expert is Pam Moore, aka The Marketing Nut, and we're going to be talking about insane Twitter marketing for your small business. We're also going to be giving away some prizes, some cool swag to our Google Plus attendees, so be sure to open up today's email and look for the secret answers. For those of you that have visited OnTrackTips.com and you've pushed that big red button, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Here, let me introduce you to Pam. She's a Forbes Top 10 social media power influencer, and we could talk to Pam about anything in marketing or social media because she's one of the best in the industry. She's been using social media for marketing since before the phrase social media marketing. But we've got only about 30 minutes so with her, so we're gonna do a deep dive into Twitter. Pam's a respected keynote speaker and she's appeared at conferences like Social Media World, British Council, IBM Connect, just to name a few. She's a consultant, a trainer, a best-selling author, a blogger, and of course, she's an entrepreneur. She's the founder and CEO of Marketing Nuts. It's a full-time service digital marketing firm and she's got 15 plus years in corporate business experience and talk about a client list. Marketing Nuts manages accounts for Fortune 50 organizations like Sony, Chick-fil-A, Lowe's, PlayStation, Holiday Inn, list goes on and on. And Pam says, the goal for businesses and the people within them is not to do social, but to be social. And even being social is oftentimes not enough. We must be socially relevant. I love this quote. Pam Moore, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm it's a pleasure to be here with you. We're going to have a lot of fun. we got 30-minute fire hose where we get to pick your brain on Twitter because we know that when it comes to Twitter, you know what you're talking about, right? And I'm used to fire hoses, so that's fine. I'll try to narrow it down to you. Awesome. Fantastic. Okay, so I want to also do a little bit more housekeeping, and you know that on-track tips just wouldn't be on-track tips without saying hello to our Twitter audience, yeah. who I suspect is going to be pretty lively on today's show. Today's Twitter question, on a scale of 1 to 10, how active is your business on Twitter? And be sure to use the hashtag on track tips. That's pound on track tips. On a scale of one to 10, how active is your business on Twitter? I also want to give a big shout out to our podcast listeners Nora Whalen, TKG Marketer, the Pro Broadcast Guy, Jonah, Money Making Millennials. Thanks for leaving a review over at uh, on track tips forward slash iTunes, on track tips.com forward slash iTunes. Thanks for subscribing and leaving that review. And also, today's sponsor. Wiser Sites, it's time to get your business off of WordPress.com, get onto your own self-hosted environment. Wiser Sites, we want to help you do that easily, efficiently, and affordably. We guarantee dedicated speed and performance, shared hosting prices, wisersites.com. So that's enough of housekeeping. Let's get into the show. Pam, let's start first of all. When you talk about Twitter, you talk about let's getting past the tools and the tips and getting more focused into the strategy of things. As you say, you use the expression, the art of Twitter to move past the tools into strategy. Tell us a little bit about why it's so important to focus on strategy and not so much on the tips and tools. And maybe you can even give us an example of a good strategy that a small business owner might use starting out. Absolutely. And it's one of the top things that no matter what size of business we work with that we see marketing and business leaders struggle with. And I don't know, I write a lot about this in my blog. I talk about it a lot on our podcast. And I don't know if it's just the bad economy or what has happened, but it seems that people have forgotten marketing and business 101 when they hop on Twitter, they hop on Facebook, and they get all caught up in the bells and the whistles. 
and they get excited by the shiny objects. And I think that a lot of times it's a lot of us geeks that are attracted to social initially. You know, no matter what size of organization we work with, it's usually the geekiest to the bunch that we get to work with. So given that, it's easy for them to get comfortable in tools and technology because it's something they understand, something they know. So they'll spend, I mean, we have clients that come to us after they've spent a year or two years or longer leveraging these technologies and the, the tools and the tactics. But yet, when you ask them, what clients are you serving? You know, and they'll say, Pam, help us. We have no ROI on anything we're doing. The first thing I say is, who is your audience, right? And what objectives does your audience have and what are you trying what are they trying to achieve and how are you helping them achieve those goals and usually nine times out of ten they look at me and say ah a good question <laughs> so I would say a good strategy and plan just honestly starts with your audience and understanding who it is you are connecting with and what do you want to achieve with that audience and what is it they need from you and I think that's the biggest mistake people make when they jump on Twitter is just being all about me, me, me. Yeah, you talk a lot about uh, integrated platforms, marketing, mm -hmm. conversion forms. This is so smart. And we always try to impress our listeners here the value and importance of starting with a goal, setting a success mm -hmm. metric. This is a place down the down the line where you can say, hey, I've succeeded at this conversion. Or I can see it and use uh, expressions like your conversion funnel. You say that your Twitter conversion rates to your landing page 50 to 80 percent that's insane Absolutely, yeah so we implemented some changes not too long ago some different technologies and really started focusing in on our conversion funnel and it was good before but you know we were below probably 35 40 percent always in January of this year we really started to put more focus and it wasn't that we changed our offers Right, it, but we changed the way that we develop content a little bit, and I started honestly selling a little more than I used to, and we started, you know, putting links to all of the some of the content that was applicable that you could download from us within a blog post, because I spend a lot of time syndicating content, so we have content out on some of the top social media sites, social media today. That's one of the ways we got our start, business to community, but. I made that decision that I said, now it's time for me to pull some of this content back and I'm actually going to focus on our own. It's time that we <laughs> really monetize this. I don't want to say get selfish with our content, but we changed our business model a little bit. You know, and we said, if you don't like the fact that we're going to put some resources in there that's valuable for our audience, then then don't take my content. You don't have to take, you know, you don't need to syndicate my content. And when we made that decision and basically quit trying to make everybody on you know, the social planet happy, our conversion rates, I mean, started to go out the roof. And we're literally now at 50, to, we average about 60, 65% up to 83% on some of our um, landing forms. I know that everybody here, we would love to find out, okay, how do we get that kind of, so when you're saying conversion goals, you're talking, you just said landing pages. So mm -hmm. it, walk us through, can you real quickly, one example of what a conversion goal might look like. You're starting out with a tweet, mm -hmm. and at some point you say, hey, we've converted. Can you connect those dots a little bit? Yeah, so for a conversion for us, the, the first level conversion would mean that they opt into our email. So for us, that's really how we, we have an integrated email marketing program, which is really how we get the ROI out of everything we're doing. And so our content lives on our blog, lives on all of our social platforms, but really with that top level goal to get them into um, our email nurture series and so we can foster and nurture that relationship with them. And so a goal would be getting them to opt in 
second goal is you know getting them to stay on our list and and really we have focused on keeping people on our list that want to be there and letting go some of the people that think you know this is too much I only want to hear from you once a month and so now we send out an email about twice a week and uh, are keeping that list you know growing at a, at a nice pace and then from there the conversions would be leads you know for our agency leads for speaking leads for consulting all of those sorts of things that bring a, a good ROI consistently we hear this over and over again from our expert guests email list get people to your list capture those emails hey let's take a minute and give our first give away, do our first giveaway question you're gonna win a t-shirt right now I want uh, anybody that has uh, subscribed to ontracktips.com and you've pushed the big red button you know there's three questions coming at you right now and we're gonna take the third person to answer this question on the comment stream over on Google Plus when is the drawing for the Sony 3-in-1 headset tell us when is that drawing I also want to take a minute and shout out to some of our guests on the Google Plus event page right now that uh, unfortunately comment tracker is not working but uh, hi Preston Odenbrandt, Carmen Mandrich, Nancy, uh, Dustin Stout, Mike Fountain, D uh, David Schiffman, so many wonderful folks, Paul Steinbrook, you guys great to see you all thanks for being here to, uh, to talk with us about Twitter. Pam let's turn it back to you and uh, how do you break through the noise on Twitter? I think everybody wants to know this. I mean, it just seems like such a sea of information. Now, for me personally, I use Twitter as a search tool. I use it for client mining. I love the hashtags. And I use it to respond to people. But in terms of the amount of time that I actually spend in the stream, like surfing mm -hmm. for content to go entertain myself, I don't do that a lot. Mm -hmm. Do you think that there's that people are really spending time there searching for content? And how do you how do you get your content seen for those people that are? They are, and I think that they, you know, hashtags are obviously a great way. And so I think that's it's both a balance of art and science with the hashtags. So you need to, one, make sure you're using the right hashtags and that they are hashtags that your audience is looking for. And so, you know, for any of us working in the marketing industry, it's obviously pound marketing is really good. Pound social media, pound Twitter. If you're writing a, an article about Twitter, I mean, it will improve the pickup of that content if you are utilizing hashtags. I'm on the fence about utilizing hashtags in blog posts. I do them sometimes, and I try not to do that all the time because I think people get annoyed with every single word being a hashtag. As far as busting through the noise, I think one of the greatest ways to do this is to quit having your goal be to bust through the noise, right? And, and instead of uh, having a goal to be on this platform that you just want to shout to the world what you're doing, make it about a one-on-one -on -one conversation and a one-on-one -on -one relationship. And, and think about just the human factor and how can I relate to human beings that are on Twitter. And if you have that mindset, it honestly changes the whole game and it changes how you approach it, it changes how you look at it and it changes uh, how your audience sees you because on Twitter particularly people know and are pretty keen to brands and, and people who are just trying to push content to be seen. So I really think it's as much mindset as it is tactics and strategy. I love that you say that. Don't try 
to break through the noise. Just engage. What a great quote. Let's sit, let's see who can put together a quote graphic for us. Pam Ward. Don't try to break through the noise. Engage. That's yeah. a great quote. We hear that a lot too when we talk about with all of our different experts on the different platforms. You know, mm -hmm. the question always comes up: What what small business owner really has time to be all places? Right? How can I afford exactly. to run a business and be on Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, right. and do it effectively when the the only way to be effective is this humanizing, this engagement, this genuine interaction. So people are always looking for that easy button. They're always looking for a way to automate and, and scream through it. Uh, talk to that for a little bit about why it's so important that you need to just pick a network. I mean, mm -hmm. look, determine your bandwidth, pick right. a network, and go with it. Twitter is one of those applications and platforms that you really have to do that. And it's, it's honestly one of the last platforms I think a lot of people ever learn. But... We have learned time and time again when we work with the client and if it never fails that, you know, one of the key stakeholders you need to get on board and this happens a lot with a lot of the small medium businesses we work with and, you know, where you'll have founders in a room and it never fails. One of the founders or one of the top executives hates social media, right, or hates Twitter. The whole rest of their team gets it and understands it and is always, it's like we've spent a year with clients trying to get one person there. And so I always focus on that person within the room that doesn't understand it, that understands it the least. And I would say with Twitter, when I can get that person to understand Twitter, they usually get social. If there's something about Twitter that, that it just makes that social light turn on and that understanding of what social is. And so with Twitter, I would say give it some dedicated time and, and balance your time between content and utilizing the tools and technology. Hop onto some Twitter chats, which we can talk about. But build a plan, you know, build your brand, build your persona, and invest in the platform and how your brand is perceived on that platform and what value you're adding on that platform. Because if you just jump on there and start tweeting a bunch of noise, you likely are never going to see a return on that. That's excellent too. It's great to see the Jeremy Heslop. I think that you're our winner for the uh, answer is September 10th. He's he's gone over to OnTrackTips.com, pushed the big red button, and he found the secret answer. Yes, September 10th. So he's the winner for the uh, T-shirt. The second question we're going to ask is uh, for those of you that don't know, Pam Moore. She just launched her podcast, amazing podcast, and doing wonderfully and new and noteworthy. You just skyrocketed right to the top. Easy to find her over there. So I want to know anybody that opened up that newsletter. I told you what the name of Pam Moore's podcast is. So I want the first person to tell me the name of Pam Moore's podcast over there. Okay, Pam, let's uh and you're going to win uh you're going to win a t-shirt also, okay? Mm. And you're going to win a uh ticket into the grand prize drawing. Uh Pam, I love that you point out Twitter is a great way to find and meet people, influencers. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've got a really good friend of mine. In fact, he's uh, our IT guy over here at, uh, at Wiser Sites, and he's doing the Salton Sea Walk. Uh, it's uh, Randy Brown. And he found Twitter to be the best place for him because he attracted a number of reporters for his crazy journey around the Salton Sea, 116 miles in the middle of Love hot it. summer. What, so a, what cool. a bizarre story. That's anyway. Cool. Uh, let's let's talk about uh, you you here's a quote you say you don't need an email address you don't need permission Twitter gives you direct access to influencers and people that you want to meet talk to us yeah. a little bit 
Absolutely, because the thing is, you with LinkedIn, so LinkedIn's another great way to connect with influencers or leaders within an organization, because we help a lot of our clients connect with whoever that decision maker is for their type of sale they're wanting to do or type of business relationship building they're wanting to do. And even on LinkedIn, you know, it's it's similar with Twitter, but it's even a step easier. But with, with LinkedIn, you can get on there and you can connect with somebody and you, you basically bypass the old days of the secretary, remember that? the admin you would have to get through the admin first send some chocolates do all those things and then hopefully maybe talk to your point of contact with Twitter but above any social network that's out there today I think it gives you the most easy direct access to anybody you want to talk with that's on Twitter because you don't have to ask permission to send them a 140 character tweet that doesn't mean you should go off and just send everybody random tweets that you want to connect with. But if you have a strategy and you have a plan and you know how you want to reach out and talk with them, then it becomes a pretty easy platform for you to really nurture relationships with people you have never met, just literally from across the globe. And I have so many stories and case studies on how this can just bring so much benefit in both business and life. Yeah, it's it's really quite amazing, actually, how many people. In fact, I think, Pam, you and I had met originally on Twitter, and then the conversation, when I did reach out to you in your contact form, you recognized me, you recognized my Twitter handle, and yeah. so that helped at least open the door a little bit more. It, it added a sense of familiarity to it. Why Twitter chats? So Twitter chats are a great way for you to connect and build community. So I think for newbies to Twitter, one of the greatest benefits of, tw of a tweet chat is number one, it helps you learn Twitter. And for people who are overwhelmed with how much noise there is on Twitter and you don't know how to find your tweets and who's talking to you, when you log into a tweet chat, there are tools that you can use. There's twubs.com, there's tweetchat.com that we use, and it will auto-filter all of your tweets. And so then it will, it will filter tweets that are only for that particular hashtag. And so it enables you to have a discussion kind of within a box, and even though all the tweets are public and it becomes very viral during a tweet chat, you feel as though you're in this intimate conversation and it just gets rid of a lot of the noise. So number one benefit is you can learn Twitter and social. Number two is it just brings together like minds. And so it's a great way to meet new people. You know, we host our Get Real Chat every Tuesday night that we have hundreds of people from across the globe, from solo entrepreneurs up to, you know, Fortune 100 brands, marketing leaders are tweeting into that and to just build relationships and help each other learn and grow. And we keep each other accountable, you know, and that happens in a lot of the tweet chats that are out there today. And when you say learning Twitter, what I love about what I love about Twitter, and I tell people, um, my clients, is Twitter is probably the most forgiving mm -hmm. of all the social networks. Go in and make a mistake. I mean, people are okay. We understand it's all about brevity. It's okay. Exactly. Spelling is okay. We can make mistakes. We can tweet the wrong thing, right? <laughs> if tw if I got in trouble for bad spelling mistakes on Twitter, I'd be in a lot of trouble, probably. <laughs> so I make up a lot of my own words. I think. That's great. Okay, so I want to shout out uh, Adrian Urban. Congratulations! You're the winner of the T-shirt. You're the by mentioning Pam's podcast, and the name of Pam's podcast is Social Zoom Factor with Pam Moore. Social Zoom pa Factor with Pam Moore. And Laura Williams wants to know, Pam, are you also on Stitcher and on other uh, podcast areas locations? Yes. So we are on Stitcher and we are on SoundCloud as well. 
Fantastic, and it's a thirty-minute, thirty to forty-minute uh, show with Pam teaching some of her best tips, tricks, strategies about social media. It's a fantastic podcast. Make sure you go over and subscribe and leave her a review after you're done leaving okay. us a review at ontracktips.com forward slash iTunes. Okay, so the last question we have for our giveaway: How can I win the grand prize? Drum low, please. How do I win that grand prize? We got a fire hose round that we do, Pam, and usually we do this with Comment Tracker, but unfortunately it's not working today. So I'm going to pick some questions from the audience, and these are we really have about three, well, about five minutes to wrap up the conversation. So these are just short blast uh, answers from you. Okay. What about auto DMs, auto direct messages? Are direct messages dead? Don't do them. That's all I can say. Don't do it. It's not worth whatever clicks you're gonna. You think you may get on those links? Just don't do it. Don't. Does anybody read direct messages anymore? I don't know. I mean, I think there are some people that may, but I think that the damage you're going to do with connecting with uh, real people that hate them is not worth the small chance of a benefit that you may get by using them. How much uh, weight do you put on the whole debate about the perfect time to tweet? We hear so many blog posts about this, and I know that there's some validity to it. What are you, what's your take on times to tweet and how much we should really pine over this? I think that there are certain times of day, and particularly for your audience, it's all just about knowing your audience. And if you have a very, very niche audience, and let's say you have a niche audience of accountants, if your industry is very conservative, for example, and you know for you've done your research and you know that they are only on Twitter, may or on social certain times of the day, then sure, you know, listen to the reports, read the reports that people tell you to only tweet during certain hours. Now, how do I run my business? How have I grown um, our following and our success online utilizing Twitter? I ignore all those reports, and we go by exactly what happens real time and we know our audience is global we know that we connect with them any time of day now of course there are certain times of the day and certain times of the week that we will send different types of content so I will tweet different types of content on a Monday than I will on a Friday right and I won't be tweeting business in-depth strategy and planning type of content on a Friday afternoon I'm gonna tweet links to a video links to a podcast links to pictures of wherever we're going to lunch that day you know more human element than what I will do on a Monday because people are ready to get down and dirty with whatever it is they're doing so I would just say yeah. know your know your audience yeah I love that I had heard you mention that in another talk I don't remember where it was but you were saying that uh, more important than than uh, the time to tweet it's the content that you tweet yeah. and at what time so like you know first thing in the morning I think it was you were saying you know first thing in the morning at 6 a.m. you're not gonna post some huge scientific survey you're gonna post right. maybe a cute little cat picture or something you know quotes are great and I know a lot of people will give a bad rap to quotes but uh, in the mornings people love quotes now I wouldn't say do them all day with the goal to raise your clout score and to get a ton of retweets <laughs> like some people do okay we won't go there that's a whole other 30 minute discussion but I would say it's okay to send a few I'm you know and the I always say the only way to do social is the way that works for you your business and your audience and so fantastic <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. For your cloud score, let's do it. Okay. Yeah. I better be careful here. Let's not go down that road. I know. We got to be Our, nice. <laughs> we got to be nice. Okay. So tools like If This Then That. What do you think about auto post or chain 
auto-posting. So my blog to my Facebook page to my Twitter. What do you think about some of those auto-posting strategies? I know that some people swear by them and they think that's the best thing since sliced bread. We personally do not do that. And very few clients do we do that with because we're more about that human element and interacting. Now we do use tools, right? There are tools that we use and we will automate some level of uh, posting, but we do not implement um, any type of triggered reaction. And I think it's just too much because I think a big part of the value is being there and able to have be part of that conversation and I've seen too many organizations that just blast like a fire hose and then they're not there when somebody is responding back to that content and the greatest benefit is that human element and you're better off only posting a couple times a day and making sure that you're there uh, than just blasting information. Yeah, so it, it kind of goes down to bandwidth, doesn't it? I mean, how much bandwidth do you have in your small business? There are times, I think, tell me tell me what your thoughts on this, but there are times when I think it's okay for certain businesses to automate some things for the sake of getting content and staying consistent, but don't do it just to fill up a stream, just to have somebody there if you're not there to, to engage back or Absolutely. communicate. And particularly on Twitter, you know, I think it's okay. And even LinkedIn, I think that it's there. It's it's better to do some automation on Twitter uh, than it would be to do. You couldn't do the same amount of posts all day on Facebook, right? So right. we use Buffer App as an example, and I will use that only a couple days a week. And it's usually the days that either we're out of the office with client meetings, or we're just slammed heads down working on other things. And if I know we're not going to be around to tweet out some of the content that we know our audience wants and loves, then we will schedule some posts. But I don't do that every day, right? We do do that at max a couple days a week. Fantastic. I want to give a congratulations to Carly Carter, who was the first one to answer. How is it that you can win the grand prize drawing on September 10th, which is the Sony headset here? And uh, Sony's one of Marketing Nuts uh, clients, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But uh, this right here, you're going to win the Sony headset. It's $120 value. We're going to give that away. And uh, so Carly Carter, congratulations, you won a raffle entry as well as a OnTrack Tips coffee cup. And uh, all you have to do, folks, if you want to get three entries, just head on over to our podcast. We're having our podcast launch party this, this month. So just go over and leave us a review and make sure you tell me what your iTunes name is so I can make sure to, to give you credit for that review. And we sure to appreciate it and subscribe while you're there. It helps us drive up the help helps us get more viewers and readers and if of course you enjoy the show so hey uh, man lots of other familiar faces I apologize we don't have comment tracker working Chris Yates is in the house man hey, Chris. Chris great to see you in the uh, stop by and visiting uh, we've got other celebrities Dustin Stout's in the house dropping some hey, quote Dustin. graphics you want to see check out check out Dustin he said he saw you at social media marketing world loved your talk Aww, uh, thanks Dustin hi yeah just so many more I just don't have time to shout out to everybody and I apologize for that you know, one last shout out for our sponsor as well, Wiser Sites, dedicated hosting uh, speed and performance at shared hosting prices. Get off of WordPress.com. Get over to WordPress.org. Become your own self-hosted site. Amen. And if you enjoyed this episode, what's that? I just said amen. Amen, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, if any, and if you enjoyed this episode, head on over to OnTrackTips.com. Look for the big red button and push it. Then we're going to get you in contact with more of our experts. Experts like Jay Bear, Cynthia Sanchez, Guy Kawasaki, Chris Brogan, and of course, Pam Marketing Nut Moore. So if you, uh, anybody, if you want to get in touch with Pam Moore, where's the best place that we can get more Pam Moore? 
So the best place is probably my blog or Twitter. And really, you can just do a search on Google for Pam Marketing Met and probably just pick your flavor. And so I'm on all the platforms. My uh, We are launching a whole new training platform, Social Zoom Factor. The podcast was first, so that's a great place to engage with us. But really, Twitter, Facebook, um, LinkedIn. I'm spending a little bit more time on LinkedIn lately these days, too. You're listening to Get On Track, Stay On Track, and we are helping your small business one expert at a time. And today, our expert is Pam, the marketing nut more, talking about insane Twitter strategies for your small business. Thank you so much to Pam Moore. Thank you, everybody that's listening on Twitter, iTunes, Google+, Facebook. Thanks so much to everybody, and we're waving goodbye to our friend, Pam Moore. Bye for now. Bye.